And our gospel for today is the story of the feeding of the 5,000 um, that comes to us from Matthew. <clears throat> that was uh, John's version with the little boy. And this is uh, the way that Matthew tells this miracle story. Now, when Jesus heard about the beheading of John the Baptist, he withdrew from there in a boat to a deserted place by himself. But when the crowds heard it, they followed him on foot from the towns. When he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion for them and cured their sick. When it was evening, the disciples came to him and said, This is a deserted place, and the hour is now late. Send the crowds away so that they may go into the villages and buy food for themselves. Jesus said to them, They need not go away. You give them something to eat. They replied, We have nothing here but five loaves and two fish. And he said, Bring them here to me. Then he ordered the crowds to sit down upon the grass. Taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up into heaven and blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the crowds. And all ate and were filled, and they took up what was left over of the broken pieces, twelve baskets full. And those who ate were about five thousand men, besides women and children. This is our gospel. kind of fun preaching in the uh, balcony. Maybe I'll have to do it more often. So I'll find a way to do, to do that. <laughs> uh, grace and peace to you from our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And so in our gospel today, which we've now heard in two different versions, Jesus is teaching late into the day, into the dinner hour, when the disciples realize that all these people need to eat and that it was too far and too late to send them away. And so Jesus tells the disciples, matter-of-factly, you feed them. But they say, we only have five loaves and two fish. So Jesus takes what they have. He takes it, blesses it, breaks it, just like at communion. And more than 5,000 people are fed. And there were even leftovers, 12 baskets full, more than when they started. An amazing Jesus moment, one of the most famous and most beloved of Jesus' miracles. But too often, I think, we relegate miracles to the Bible. They can seem too unrealistic or out of line about what we know today about the way that the world works. But miracle stories, when you come down to it, are simply stories that are designed to inspire faith and to engender hope. The story of the 5,000, feeding of the 5,000 plus, is meant for us to say, Jesus must be God's son. Look at what he did but it is also meant to show us Jesus's compassion and mercy. It's meant to reassure us and give us hope in our physical and spiritual hunger, that God is there and God will meet our need. In fact, there are ordinary miracles all around us all the time. Martin Luther himself talked about life's ordinary miracles. He said, people say, What's so special about the fact that the sun shines, fire gives warmth, the ocean provides fish, the earth yields grain, cows have calves, women give birth to children, and hens lay eggs? These things happen every day. But he responds, is something insignificant 
just because it happens every day. God showers people with rich and wonderful blessings, but how ungrateful and blind people are. They don't recognize these blessings as amazing miracles from God, so they don't admire them, give thanks for them, or act happy about them. He says that we only marvel at those things which appear to be extraordinary, but the ordinary and everyday things are also worthy of our attention and awe. Time and time again in life, God takes something little and makes it into so much. Remember, in John's version of this story, which we just heard uh, on the Children's Time video, it is a little boy that offers up his bread and fish as an offering, which Jesus then multiplies. And, like, and likewise, God takes whatever it is that we have to offer and turns it into something surprising. As we heard last week in the parable, parables of the mustard seed, yeast, the pearl of great price and the hidden treasure, something small and seemingly insignificant can grow into something amazing. God can even take our mistakes and turn them into miracles. We are living through a time when many of us feel limited, depleted, not quite ourselves, or stressed by the challenges before us, by our work or our lack of work, or figuring out what's best for our kids and family. Many of us are not feeling at our best, not running at 100%. But Jesus takes what we have to offer, even now in these moments, even when it feels small. And he takes it, and he blesses it, and he multiplies it. I was encouraged this week by a quote I came across by the South African Archbishop Desmond Tutu, who said, do your little bit of good where you are. It is those little bits of good put all together that overwhelm the world. It's a common thread in the Bible that God chooses people who are willing, despite their flaws and sometimes their wild imperfections and limitations. And God is willing to use their willingness, whatever it is they have, like that little boy with his loaves and fish, to make a miracle. We think of them as heroes of faith, as legends of the Bible, and they are, but not for what that they did on their own, but because they were willing to let God use them and use what they had. And I think all of us, no matter how we're feeling these days, can cultivate a willingness for God, not to prejudge what we have to offer or what will happen, but simply to be willing for God and to offer up ourselves. To be willing as Mary was when the angel appeared to her announcing that she would bear God's son, as she said, let it be with me according to your word. Part of the practice of our faith is cultivating that willingness for God, moment to moment, willing to listen, willing to slow down, to be used to help others and to be helped, to speak and to hear a word of hope, to give and receive signs of mercy, simply to be open and present to God, our neighbor, 
and a day. So often we think we have to have it all figured out in advance. We fear that whatever we know or can do or have or give isn't enough. And so we can hold back. But we don't have to know or do or have it all together. That's God's job to figure out. Our job is to be willing to show up and to offer it up. Our lives, our lives as imperfect as they may be, and though we struggle, our lives are a miracle. This day is a miracle. And I know it doesn't always feel that way uh, amidst all of the unknowns in our lives right now, but this day is a miracle. I know it doesn't always feel that way when you feel stuck at home doing the same thing every day, not able to do the things that you are used to doing, but nonetheless, it is a miracle. This worship, trust me, is a miracle. <laughs> that all of this is working right now is the sign of the Holy Spirit. It is God's gift to us, a sign of God's power and creativity, but also God's love and compassion and mercy for us. And so I invite you to take some time today, this week, to think about that. The ordinary miracles that are all around you, though your life may be yet so different, that you are miraculous, to borrow a phrase in the biblical sense, that the story of your life is a miracle story, which points others to God and inspires faith and engenders hope, Remember that we too all started small in this world, that we have known joy and loss and love and tragedy. We have experienced the unexpected and the unexplained, and we are living through unprecedented times. And yet we are still here. And I think that's a miracle. We may be broken, but we are still blessed by God. And I want to close this morning with just coming back to our first reading from Isaiah 55, which is just so beautiful, like a prayer, like an invitation to come to drink of God's living water, to give ourselves over to the things that truly satisfy us, to come to God and rest in God's generous heart. And I just want to read that now. Ho, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And you that have no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread and your labor for that which does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me and eat what is good and delight yourselves in rich food. Incline your ear and come to me, listen, so that you may live. Amen.